it seems kind of impossible to me that it's been just over a year since the world lost one of its brightest, most interesting, unique, compelling, uh, beloved shining stars. Uh, Aaron Martin's passed away um, after a battle of brain cancer in early November of 2021. So we have we've taken a journey around the sun without Aaron being here. It's just it's just hard to believe it's it's been a year already. But on the one-year anniversary of Aaron's passing, I noticed online this flurry, this surge of love for Aaron. It was uh, friends and family and, and people who recognized that it was a year ago that we lost Aaron. And so we saw lots of photos uh, and lots of memories of Aaron. Um, it reminded me of a piece of audio that I had recorded with Aaron uh, a few years prior to that. Aaron talked about some things that, that I knew about him, but I'd never heard him sit down and talk about in such detail. Uh, he talked about um, his earliest memories of fish as a five-year-old child uh, with his dad and his brothers in the Sierra. He talked about his introduction to tournament bass fishing with his mother, Carol, when he was a teenager. Uh, it was a lot of stuff that I found to be pretty cool. I remember during the interview, I thought to myself, man, this is great. Uh, I had every intention of publishing that audio right after Aaron passed in 2021. But to be perfectly honest, I could not get through the audio. I just couldn't sit down and record an intro. Uh, it was just too hard. I would I would break down and cry. So I, I stowed it away, and I thought to myself, there will come a day when I can when I can send this out to the rest of the world. Well, today's the day. What you're about to hear, it would be very generous to call it an episode of a podcast. I guess it's kind of a, a mini cast. It's a bonus, I guess. This is about 15 minutes long and it's nothing but Aaron's voice. I've removed my voice. I've removed the questions. Um, I've scrubbed everything else except for the sound of Aaron talking about the subjects. Uh, you'll have to pick up some context clues about what he's speaking about, but it's pretty clear. So this is for those of you who knew of Aaron, you knew Aaron through television and live stream and magazine articles, websites, and so forth, but you didn't get to actually spend any time in person with him. Uh, this is a pretty good clue about what it was like to hang around a campfire with Aaron Martins, just talking about things. But this is also for those of you who were blessed with time on this earth with Aaron Martins, his beloved family, his friends, uh, those of you who fished with him, who fished against him, traveled with him spent as much time as possible around this really cool, awesome human being. Uh, it's probably going to be bittersweet to to those of you who spent time with him here, but I hope that you take it for what it is. This is an opportunity to listen to a voice that I know you've dearly missed for the past year. So without further delay, in his own words, this is Aaron Martins. Love you, bro. Dude, why is it such a hard one to start off the thing with? I... Uh, I've been, I mean, I got a picture of me with a trout when I was like three. No. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I was around fishing my whole life. My brothers took me fishing a lot. My mom and dad didn't like fishing at that point. My, uh, middle brother, I'm the youngest. He loved fishing. He was actually a spear fisherman, ocean, saltwater, loved trout fishing, Sierras, not bass fishing though. Uh, so my, first experience is probably like Yosemite, uh, probably when I was probably five years old. I remember being so cold, I thought I was going to die. It was really, really cold that day. Probably, I imagine it was probably in the 30s, kind of windy, and we were catching, catching them pretty good. 
that's the fir- my furthest memory I can remember actually kind of the day a little bit, but that's a long time ago. That's, you know, you're talking 40 plus years ago. I think, uh, because I was around it so much and I was always, my dad always sent me backpacking. Uh, I remember, remember going with him. He didn't like fishing. He didn't fish at all. I'd from the point that I could hold a fishing rod, I took a fishing rod with me. And so I, I loved it. Yes. And, uh, and, uh, my earlier memories or my later memories, I can remember like when I was probably seven, eight, nine, ten years old, I, I love fishing. That's all I wanted to do. So definitely had a love for it. Probably the person that got me hooked on fishing. My dad like took me places, but my brother, and my, I gotta say my Brian, Brian, my older brother, he, he, but my middle brother was the one that really loved fishing. He was kind of like I was. So I'd have to say my brothers, definitely both of them, uh, actually should probably show me how to fish and how to catch them and how to take them off the hook. And back then a lot of times we ate them too, the trout and, uh, and the saltwater fish. And then my mom's the one, my mom's the one that actually took me fishing when I started back, got, got her into fishing. And then she's actually the one that actually would take me places to go fishing. So my mom's really probably that has been the biggest help to get me to where I'm at today. Uh, oh gosh, I think I was, uh, around 11 or 12 years old. And, uh, my mom was, I want to say she was in her forties probably didn't really ever like fishing. And, uh, we used to go to Malibu, Malibu beach a lot. Malibu, and I used to go to, she would, she would, uh, I should go down and let me fish on the pier while she would lay on the beach. So I'd actually fish Malibu pier a lot. And, uh, I mean a lot, I mean, probably three or four times a month, which is quite a bit. And, uh, we had mackerel and Benito would come in, uh, the halibut, halibut fishing would be really good. Sometimes you catch manta rays, you catch all kinds of stuff. And, uh, I would usually have two or three rods rigged up with different things. Kind of not like we do now. It's a lot different, but we'd, uh, I would actually try to get the, to catch the different kinds of fish and, uh, catch bait, you know, off the, off the pier, off the pilings. And then I'd, uh, little seven 11 perch and stuff. And I would catch all kinds of stuff. I was usually one of the ones I was catching them on the pier all the time. Even though I was a kid, but I, I loved doing it and I was probably pretty good at it. So, uh, that's when it all changed though. My mom came up and wanted to leave a little early and the Benita were busting anchovies. They could see them out there chasing anchovies. And I was using a big clear bobber with a fly and, uh, and catch them really good. Big spinning reel, you know, a big spinning rod. And, uh, I remember casting the bobber out, had like half full of water. And I handed it to her. It appears about 30 feet off the water. So it's, it's in movies and stuff. You see it all the time. And, uh, you just reel that bobber and you'd see him boiling behind it. And I gave her the rod. I threw it out for her. She didn't know how to cast really that good. And I gave her the rod and she just, just reel, just reel it in. And I remember that Benita, like a two pound Benita grabbing it. And from that point on, she was hooked. Like that was, that was the defining moment of my career right there. That's when things changed for Aaron became a, uh, became, I got another, well, my parent into fishing and, and then from that point on, I got to go a lot more. I think my first tournament, I was right about 15 years old and, uh, we had a bass, I got a bass boat when I was, I think I was somewhere in the 14, I was around 14 years old, 14 and a half. And we got a 363 V Ranger, the 150 XR4 on her or something like that. And, uh, we actually bought it and, 
we started competitive fishing probably within six or eight months of having that boat. And it didn't start off, you know, fireworks or nothing. I, I actually, I think the first term was at Castaic and there was like 160 boats and it's 2,200 acres. So you guys talk about crowded. Um, sometimes it's, I, you have no idea. Uh, and we did like 140 something. So we were at the back of the pack, but that was like my first first, first competition. And then from that point on, we actually joined the club as we met some people there and, and met some people at the San Fernando Bass Bums, which are really a bunch of cool guys. And I, actually a couple of them were hammers. And, uh, that's when we started fishing more of the club tournaments to kind of learn, to learn the kind of how to, how to compete at a professional or, or at that point at a beginning level. It was all uh, mother and son. Uh, we were a special categories. They had mother, son, father, actually they had father, son. Uh, they had a couple of categories. They didn't have a mother and son when we joined. I think it was Wombass and the American Bass Association. They didn't have anything like that. So they made a special one for us. So we always won that one because we're the only ones. <laughs> there was a few over the years that came in and fished probably because I don't know, maybe they, but there was a few mother and sons that I've, I remember over the years. Um, yeah. And then no, we just went from there. This, it, it picked up pretty quick within a year where we were starting to catch them pretty good. I learned fast, so, but I fished my whole life. So I saltwater fished, I've been on boats. A lot of saltwater boats. I mean, I fished all the time. That's why I did. So bass fishing was just another form of fishing. Thinking I was going to be a pro angler probably didn't enter my mind till I was probably 16. But it did it happen early, like maybe even 15, I was thinking. Because I watched Bassmasters, but then I watched Jerry McGinnis, the fishing hole a lot. I watched a lot of the fishing uh, shows. And uh, But at that point, at, you know, you're 15, you're not really thinking about a career yet as much. I mean, some, some are, I mean, I probably was, I was actually thinking about being a saltwater captain earlier than that, because I love saltwater and, uh, I did it more than anything. So the bass fishing, when I, I guess when we started doing good in tournaments and actually started making some money is when I started thinking, maybe this is another opportunity. I mean, I can, maybe I can do this for a living. I mean, that, so probably 15 or 16, I started thinking that when I'm on the water, uh, because I do so much work besides off the water sponsors and I got a, 15, a 12 year old and a 16 year old now, uh, so I'm pretty occupied, but when I'm on, I'm on the water, it's to me, it's like, that's the easy part. It's, it, it's, it's, it's like all the work is done and you're just fishing. It's still, it's still fishing, but I do so much work, uh, bef before that tackle and preparation that it's just, for me, it's fun. That's that's when I enjoy myself the most is when I'm actually fishing. There's been a lot. There's been a lot of really bad ones too. <laughs> but the ones that stand out, probably like, I mean, over the years, probably like, like tournaments like Havasu. When my mom was there for Mother's Day and I ended up smashing the last day. That was like one of those tournaments. It was like, you want to pinch yourself. You think you're dreaming. Uh, you know, Chesapeake catching a seven-pounder. <laughs> The last day was pretty, can't forget that one. Uh, but there's been a lot. There's been, uh, I mean, me and my mom, uh, you know, back in the day, we won a lot of tournaments and those tournaments kind of stick out too. So it's hard to say which one stands out the most. It'd probably be easier to tell you which ones were the worst because they, they hurt the worst and they, they leave a, a mark a lot because those were the highs. I mean, and the lows, I mean, I had lots of lows. <laughs> classics and u.s opens 
those really, I can remember all those catching three pounds the last day when I was catching like 30 keepers the day before losing by less than a pound. I remember that one really well. Uh, so there's been a bunch of heartache. Um, one of the hardest ones was probably Pittsburgh because I had that keeper and that was a big classic It's 500,000 first. And I had that one that just touched the line all day and I had, it was four fish I had, I think I four or five or four and I lost that two pounder one over two pounds which is a giant that was my biggest fish I hooked all week and I tried to bounce it I actually laid on top of the top of the gunnel of the boat and slipped back in the water I tried to jump on it but I missed it and that's when I fell on my back and put my legs up in there that was probably one of the worst moments of my career and then and then throwing the fish back that would just would barely touch it would just just under like a hair it was literally like a, a centimeter not even a, not really measurable like paper width but I didn't want to take a chance and losing that classic by a pound was, was, uh, I think less than a pound. It was like a quarter pound was, was, it was a quarter pound. It was terrible. That was, uh, that one hurt the worst and the longest. Like that one hurts still today. I can't complain. It's been, I mean, I've, I've had lots of downs, but I've had lots of goods, uh, lots of ups. So, uh, it's hard to define it. Would I do it again? If I could start over again, probably. I mean, it's been too much fun. And I, I gotta tell you people that don't know that are getting into this sport that don't realize how much work it is, uh, are in for a surprise. And I mean, some guys do it fine without the work really putting that much work into it. I think a lot of guys have bags and piles in their boats and they still catch them. So you don't necessarily have to work like me and have everything perfect, but, uh, it is a lot of work and, uh, it can be a very humbling sport. Uh, probably one of the more, probably one of the more humbling sports that I know of because it, you, know, you can fish till you're older, and uh, and just the way fishing is, it's 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 extremely humbling. I mean, some of these guys are on top now; they'll have their moments. I'm sure everybody. It seems like everybody goes through times of their career where it's just like you feel like you've lost everything, like your abilities. I'm kind of feeling like that right now, but then it seems to always come back. Um, so it, there's a lot of up and downs in the sport. Uh, I mean, it's incredible how many up and downs there are. And, uh, that's this part of the bass fishing, the sport of bass fishing. So I, I wouldn't, I, I'm very happy where I'm at. I've had a great career and I, and I feel like I'll, you know, I'll be on top again. I mean, you gotta feel that way. Otherwise why do it? I mean, it's competition and, and I love competing. I always have. I mean, I was in volleyball in high school, and and I just love sports. Growing up, soccer, baseball. I, it's just it's just another form of competing, and then uh, I made a career out of it.